hello. Welcome back. Hey, we're back. This is our little mini episode, Clintons in Haiti. I'd say this is probably the last one of the season, hey? Have we mentioned the Clintons in every single episode, except for maybe the Pioneer one? I would say probably the Clintons. <laughs> or the Anunnaki one. And well, COVID, for sure, in every single Yeah, one. but I mean, yeah. like when you're dealing with the... What's relevant to today? Center of evil. Mind you, they're not really the, the center, center, but they're... They're like up there. Well, we we just talked about demon, demonic minions of the Illuminati, the Orsini family. We just talked about Chris Cornell and Chester Bennington's death and the conspiracy theories surrounding them being murdered. (laughs) And when you look into it, they're connected to the Clintons and they're connected to them through the relief work that they did with both of them had foundations that were doing work in Haiti after the 2010 earthquake. And now they're dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're dead. So we'd, uh, a while back, we talked about... Uh, we kind of a little Clinton series a month ago, like earlier this year. We did? Was yeah. that about the drugs? We well, did. The Clintons and Uranium One. Yes, we did the oh, Uranium right. One episode. We did the Pictons and the connection to Gustra. Yes. And, and Clinton. Yes. We did another one on the Clinton zone. I can't remember. No. Well, we talked about the suicide of Chris Signs, the the Birmingham, right. Alabama anchorman, Buster, yeah. who wrote the book called Secret on the Tarmac, and then it was about a 2016 <laughs> meeting between. Bill and Loretta Lynch, the head of the Justice Department at that time. She was the Attorney General, right? Yeah, Attorney yeah. General. Yeah, and it was basically like, oh, you know, if you if you don't if you don't look into my wife's email server, I'd be uh, mighty grateful. Oh I'm sure gosh. that's what that was about, yeah, right? Sure yeah. And then uh, when he published the book in 2019, and the meeting was in 2016, he uh, got death threats. Mm-hmm. He, he went on TV saying he got death threats from the book that he published, and now he's dead. And I am not <laughs> suicidal. He suicided himself. Of yeah, course he did. of course he did. As we always say on every episode, the Clintons are connected to so many deaths slash suicide slash heart attacks slash car accidents. Maybe ours day. one day. You know what? <laughs> if, if this podcast takes off, maybe. Spreading all that disinformation about them. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that would be tragic. But, uh, Becky, you lead the charge since you did all the Haiti research. Did so much, and then we just never talked about it. So I'm yes. glad I never deleted this note off my computer or off my phone. So I got uh, a good chunk of my information from Dinesh D'Souza. Do you guys follow him on Instagram? Yeah, Dinesh is awesome. Yeah, he is. Oh, yeah, I know who that is. Yeah. Um, I honestly, I don't know what his background is, but I like him. He's Eastern Indian. Well, no, I know that. I don't mean his like heritage. I meant like oh. career, like, <laughs> like who he is as a person. Well, he's a, um, he's a he's doctor. An author. He's, he's an, an author, author too, I believe. And he also did a sort of commentator. And he, yeah, but he also did, he's also done some documentaries as well. Did movies. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So start at the beginning. The story goes back to 2010 when a massive uh, earthquake hitting 7.0 on the Richter scale devastated the island, killing more than 200,000 people and leveling 100,000 homes, leaving a 1.5 million destitute in Haiti. 
So do you remember when that happened? I don't really. I do. It's terrible. It was all over the news. You know, I, I yeah. had my first kid in 2010. Like that year was a little bit of a write-off for mm. me. So it's a blur. Yeah. Uh, countries around the world, as well as private and philanthropic groups, such as the Red Cross, the Salvation Army, provided some $10.5 billion in aid with $3.9 billion of it coming from the United States alone. Yeah. Yeah. All so, kinds of people donating. I mean, when you're having to rebuild a country, $10.5 I mean, it could put a dent in it for sure. A small one. But it would help. Yeah. It's a small country. Right? <laughs> yeah, it's true. Right. It is a small country. That's right. Some projects championed by the Clintons, <clears throat> such as the building of the industrial parks and posh hotels, cost a great deal of money and offered scarce benefits to the truly needy. Port-au-Prince, which is their capital, mm -hmm. was supposed to be rebuilt. It was never rebuilt. Okay, so project uh, projects aimed at creating jobs proved to be bitter disappointments. Haitian unemployment rate remained high, largely undented by the funds that were supposed to pour into the country. Famine and illness continued to devastate the island nation. Bill Clinton, our good pal Billy, was des uh, designated Slick Willie. Slick Willie that's right. Was or was the designated UN representative for aid to Haiti, uh, which blows my mind that he would be in a position like that. But anyway, um, just proves that everyone is in bed with each other down there. Well, yeah, World Health Organization. Yeah. 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 Okay. Following that earthquake, Bill Clinton had mm -hmm. uh, media fanfare established uh, the Haiti, or sorry, sorry, Bill Clinton had with media fanfare established the Haitian Reconstruction Fund. Sorry that I can't talk right now. Meanwhile, his wife, Hillary, she was the United States Secretary of State, which we knew from the Uranium One episode. She was in charge of the U.S. aid allocated to Haiti. Again, seems real corrupt, real dirty. Together, the Clintons were the two most powerful people who controlled the flow of funds to Haiti from around the world. Haitian protesters noticed an interesting pattern involving the Clintons and the designation of how aid funds were used. They observed that a number of companies that received contracts in Haiti happened to be entities that made large donations to none other than the Clinton Foundation. The Clinton Foundation. That's how it works. That's right. The Haitian contracts appeared less tailored to the needs of Haiti than to the needs of the companies that were performing the services. So yeah, in some Haitians deal or Haitian deals appeared to be quid pro quo, quo, quid, quid oh, I pro cannot talk. quo, quid pro quo for filling the coffers of the Clintons. Yeah, it's <laughs> like the, it's like the car wash. It's a great big money laundering operation. Yeah, absolutely. Pay to play. Yeah. So the Clinton Foundation selected a person named Clayton Holmes. Um, he, or no, not a person, cl uh, selected a business called Clayton Homes, a uh, construction company owned, oh, by Warren Buffett's Berkshire Hathaway. Oh, nice. Build, <laughs> convenient. Yeah, to build temporary shelters <clears throat> in Haiti. Uh, Buffett is an active member of the Clinton Global Initiative, who has donated generously to the Clinton Foundation and to the Clintons themselves. The contract was supposed to be given through the normal United Nations bidding process, with the deal going to the lowest bidder who met the project standards. UN officials said, however, that the contract was never competitively bid for. What? No way. Clayton Holmes offered Surprise. to build. Yeah, shocking. Clayton Holmes offered to build hurricane-proof trailers, but what they actually 
uh, delivered turned out to be a disaster. The trailers were structurally unsafe with high levels of formaldehyde and insulation coming out of the walls. There were problems with mold and fumes. The stifling heat inside made Haitians sick and many of them abandoned the trailers because they were ill-constructed and unusable. <sighs> that blows my mind. Wow. Uh, so it says that they funneled $10 million in federal loans to a firm called Innovida, headed by the Clinton donor called Claudio Osorio. Osorio had loaded its board with Clinton cronies, including longtime ally General Wesley Clark. That was Hillary's 2008 finance director um, named Jonathan Mance, and the Democratic fundraiser Chris Korg, or Korg, who has raised millions for the Clintons. Normally, the uh, loan approval process takes months or even years. But in this case, a government official wrote, former President Bill Clinton is personally in contact with the company to organize its logistical and support needs. And as Secretary of State, Hillary Clinton has made available State Department resources to assist with the logistical arrangements. Innovita had not even provided an independently audited financial report that is normally a requirement for such applications. This requirement, however, was waived. On the basis of the Clinton connection, Innovita's application was fast-tracked and approved in two weeks. So we're kind of seeing a pattern here, like we're skipping steps, we're giving it to people. Yeah, they're fast-tracking them to flow of the money, and mm -hmm. they're not getting much in return. Mm -hmm. The Haitian people aren't getting much in return. Mm -hmm. No, but old Warren Buffett's bank account's getting a little larger. Yeah, well, for sure. Yeah, among others. Well, so it sounded like they defaulted on the loan. They never actually built any houses. Uh, an investigation. They built two, didn't they? Well, this is, <laughs> they didn't, but maybe it was a different company. An investigation oh, yeah. revealed that Osario had diverted company funds to pay for his Miami Beach mansion, his Maserati, and his Colorado ski chalet. Sweet. He pleaded guilty to wire fraud and money laundering in 2013 is currently serving a 12-year prison term on fraud charges related to the loan. Wow. So at least someone got busted. Wow. Yeah, somebody got Sean busted. There's a, there's a fall guy, obviously. Yeah. A fall guy, exactly. I mean, he was probably the least of the guilty parties. And I was like, oh, yeah. Have you guys looked into the recent uh, assassination of, uh, what's that guy's name? He's the president of Haiti. Oh, Since we're talking right. about Haiti. Yeah. Moisey or survived. whatever. He survived, yeah. No, no, he's dead. Well, I thought he was one of the ones that survived the assassination. No, his wife was injured. They like, it was it oh, was. Oh, well, there's like Haitian American guys <laughs> that were like posing as like DEA agents down there. Joe Vanel Moisey. Moisey. Yeah, and they whacked him. A bunch of guys came into oh, his he house. Was he was murdered. Yeah. Yeah. Took yeah. him out. Wow. Because he didn't want to force people to take the COVID shot. Oh, my God. oh. that's terrifying. Uh, they're mercenaries from Colombia, and at least two Haitian Americans have been detained wow. in connection with the assassination. Anyway, again, these are just paid people. Yeah. So I wonder, like, because I haven't looked into this as far as the Haiti prime minister is or president, as far as his assassination, what's the whole theory behind it? Other than the stuff you see on social media, post the, you know, COVID vaccination. So they whacked him or whatever, but that may or may not be 
True. So, but who else? I wonder. Well, wonder. Let's look into this after. Like, yes. let's legitimately do a show about this because that's interesting. It is interesting. All right, back to it here. So, several of Clinton uh, buddies they showed up with Slick Willie to a 2011 housing expo that cost more than two million dollars alone just to stage. Wow. <laughs> Bill Clinton said it would be a model for the construction of thousands of homes in Haiti, but in actuality, no homes have been built. A few dozen model units were constructed, but e or constructed, but even they have not been sold. Rather, they are now abandoned and have been taken over by squatters. <laughs> That's terrible. So yeah, I don't know how much money was spent on that. Uh, well, they've put two million dollars to stage. It, but as far as like making the prototypes for down there, I, don't, I have no idea. Millions and millions. Terrible. Right. So this is just ridiculous. Just ridiculous. USAID or USAID. I'm not sure if I'm saying that right, but the US Agency for International Development uh, contracts to remove debris in Port au Prince went to a Washington based company named CHF International. The company's CEO's name is David Weiss, um, and he's a campaign contributor to Hillary in 2008. He was a deputy U.S. trade representative for North America Affairs during the Clinton administration. The corporate secretary of the board, Lori Fitzpagato, served in a number of posts in the Clinton administration, including assistant secretary of commerce. The Clintons claimed to have built schools in Hades, or Hades, Haiti, but the New York Times discovered that when it comes to the Clintons, built is a term with a very loose interpretation. For example, a newspaper located in a school featured in the Clinton Foundation annual report as built through a Clinton Global Initiative commitment to action. In reality, the Clinton's foundation's sole direct contribution to the school was a grant for an Earth Day celebration and a tree building activity. Earth Day. Earth Day, yeah. Right on. So USAID contracts also went to consulting firms such as New York-based Dahlberg Global Development Advisors, which received a $1.5 million contract to identify relocation sites for Haitians. This company is... An Sounds like a good gig. You mean yeah. the farmers they kicked off their land to build well, the clothing factories? Yeah. Uh, this company is an active, well, yeah, like here's a one and a half million dollars. We just need you to find relocation sites. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cushy. This company is an They're active, not even providing no, any service whatsoever. And no, again, this is a complete But this is fraud. a New York based company. Like why not? give it to a Haitian company. Yes. That that was the whole, that's why people yeah, exactly. freaked Yeah, because right. it was something like less than $50 million out of that nine and a half billion or 10.5 billion that went to mm -hmm. Haitian people or Haitian companies or organizations. Yeah. <laughs> Says this company is an active participant and financial <clears throat> supporter of the Clinton Global Initiative. A later review by USAID's inspector general found that Dahlberg did a terrible job, shocking, naming uninhabitable mountains with steep ravines as possible sites <laughs> for Haitian rebuilding. He just opened up the like, uh, He flew over with a helicopter. And like, ah, how about over there? He probably like the out and a half million dollars. Okay. He probably never even went there. He no, probably looked on Google, Google Earth and went, oh, let's just sure. park them down yes. here. Yeah. I'll yeah. drop a pin there. 1.5. Yeah. <laughs> he transferred that in large denominations. Yeah. Yes. 
preferably hundreds. <laughs> be good. I'll take gold bars. Yeah, yeah. That's not. Oh they're not gosh. very traceable. So. Yeah, but like mountains those. with steep, uh, steep cliffs and ravines, like. Just yeah, like, like somewhere where you can't farm. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> right. Foreign governments and foreign companies got Haitian deals in exchange for bankrolling the Clinton Foundation. The foundation lists the Brazilian construction firm OAS and Inter-American Development Bank, or IDB, as donors that have given between $1 billion and $5 billion. The IDB receives funding from the State Department, and some of this funding was diverted to OAS for Haitian road building contracts. Yet an IDB auditor... Her name is Mariella Antigua, complained that the contracts were padded with excessive costs to build roads no one needed. Antigua also alleged that the IDB funds were going to a construction project on private land owned by former Haitian president Rene Prevel, a Clinton buddy, <laughs> and served uh, as one of his cronies. For her efforts to expose corruption, Antigua was promptly instructed by the IDB to pack her bags and leave Haiti. You're done. Yeah. We don't want anybody talking. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> She's squawking. We got to get her out of here. In 2011, the Clinton Foundation brokered a deal with Digicel, a cell phone service provider seeking to gain access to the Haitian market. The Clintons arranged to have Digicel. Because that's what they need. Yeah. Cell phones. They got no yeah, right, houses. Right. Yeah. Oh man! As long as they can text, they'll be good. Wow, that's ridiculous! Just, all these organizations <laughs> donating all this money think they're doing the right thing, and then they give it to that group of idiots. Mm -hmm. The Clintons arranged to have Digicel receive millions in U.S. taxpayer money to provide mobile phones. So taxpayer money, not even donations, taxpayer money. No, they literally just taking it's it. It's just organized yeah. crime on a yeah massive the, level. Yeah, really? they're just taking it straight from the Fed, basically, <laughs> from the Federal Reserve. Oh, we'll just print some more yeah, fake money. We'll put some more, you know, more zeros on this, and then we'll yeah. run it through the government, and then everybody wants to see the Haitian people. You know, it's a sad story over there, so we'll just we'll take all that money and we'll donate it. We'll give them cell phones. Yeah. Give those kids TikTok. And then we'll <laughs> relocate them to the top of a mountain. <laughs> Because we Where need they get their, no cell service. Yeah, because we need their farmland <laughs> yeah. to build clothing factories. That's and, right. We're getting there. Geez. The USAID Food for Peace program, <clears throat> which the State Department administered through Hillary aid uh, named Cheryl Mills, distributed Digicel phones free to the Haitians. Digicel didn't just make money off the U.S. taxpayer. It also made money off the Haitians. When Haitians used the phones either to make calls or transfer money, they paid Digicel for the service. Haitians using Digicel's phones also became automatically enrolled in their mobile program. So by 2012, Digicel had taken over three quarters of the cell phone market in Haiti. That's a sound business strategy, totally. if you ask me, man. Okay, you guys get these phones for free, but once the but we're automatically service runs again. out, you automatically have to yeah. use us. Yeah, yeah. Digital is owned by a Dennis O'Brien, a close friend of the Clintons. Uh, O'Brien secured three speaking arrangements in his native Ireland that paid 200000 apiece. These engagements occurred right at the time that Digicel was making its deal with the U.S. State Department. O'Brien has also donated lavishly to the Clinton Foundation, giving between $1 and $5 million sometime in 2010 and 11. Which is a, sp a small, you know, 
the cost of doing business, right? For it's sure. just the small little Well, if, if you have three quarters of the tax rate Haitian off. cell phone market now, what's one to $5 million? Yeah. So, and exactly, tax write off because it's a donation. Yes, because it's a donation to a charitable organization. Right. An NGO. Yeah. Yeah. Coincidentally, the U.S. government paid Digicel $45 million to open a hotel in Port-au-Prince. Because that's what they needed. Now, well, why would the cell phone company? The cell phone company's opening a hotel in Port-au-Prince? Yeah. Now, perhaps. Well, you need a hotel in Port-au-Prince when everybody else is starving to death. Vacations. Well, yeah, they're diversifying. <laughs> Now, Diversifying their business model, right? I'm sure oh there's God, some, some like, stuff that so, happens at that so hotel. Beyond ridiculous. Yeah. Now, perhaps it could be argued that Haitians could use this high-priced hotel to attract foreign investors <laughs> and provide jobs to locals, you know, as they do in tropical They just wanted a place for the Clintons to stay when they came there to fleece right, them more money. Exactly. Mm -hmm. However, this particular hotel seemed to employ only a few dozen locals which hardly justifies a sizable investment that went into building it. There are virtually no foreign investors. The rooms are mostly unoccupied, and hmm. the ones that are taken seem mainly for the benefit well, it was too of, close to Haiti of, on a holiday. of Digicel's the visiting went teams. To the honeymoon in Haiti. Maybe in the, well, they back, what, way the 60s back or when? 70s, 70s probably. Probably the 70s. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Who goes to Haiti now for a holiday? Uh, no. Maybe no one. People you go to Haiti or what? Witchcraft uh, and voodoo. <laughs> Dude, get your crystal meth hit or what? Maybe hmm. maybe Bill goes there to meet Monica on weekends or something. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh, so in addition to that, the Clintons also got their buddies uh, to build Caracol, Caracol Industrial Park, a 600-acre garment factory that was supposed to make clothes for export to the u.s and create according to swift willie a hundred thousand new jobs a hundred thousand give me a break out of one factory that's a big factory that's a big factory it's the size what of, is a big factory it's how the many, size of texas how many acres <laughs> that's a lot of children you're paying one cent an hour to oh yeah a hundred thousand jobs the project was funded by the u.s government and cost Hundreds of millions in taxpayer money, oh the largest God, single allocation of U.S. relief aid. Um, Caracol, wow, that was a big factory yeah. there. Uh, Caracol has proven a massive failure, of course, <laughs> obviously. Firstly, the industrial park was built on farmland, and the farmers had to be moved off their properties. That's uh, terrible. Many, well, that's because they're moving the mountains. Right. So. Many of them felt like they They're were going to become mountain goat farmers. <laughs> oh my gosh. Many of them felt that they were pushed out and inadequately compensated. Well, duh. Of course. Some of them lost their livelihoods. Secondly, Caracol was supposed to include 25,000 homes for Haitian employees. In the end, the government accountability office reports that only around 6,000 homes were even built of the 25,000 they promised. They were probably shanties. Well, probably those yeah. heat trailers full of asbestos. <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> formaldehyde. So your yeah, so your country, which is already poor, mm -hmm. gets devastated by an earthquake. They don't even have water. The richest country in the world, or most well-off country in the world, is like we're going to give you all this money and make it better for you. And instead, the that group life. of assholes comes in, yeah. and causes even more <laughs> devastation mm -hmm. to the already poor destroyed country mm -hmm. by moving people off their farmland like right. the the only thing they have left is the land mm -hmm. 
and they're not properly compensated for it. No, they're just kicked out of there. So that's, that was the second point. Third point, Caracol has created only 5,000 jobs. That's what, 5%, 5% of what yeah. they promised? Yeah. Oh, fourth. There's a fourth point. Caracol is exporting very few products, and most of the facility is abandoned. Oh, my gosh. People stand outside every day looking for work, but there's no work to be had as Haiti's unemployment rate hovers around, can you guess? 30%. 70 no, 40%. 70, that's that's a little extreme. 40%? I don't know. So, uh, that's quite a bit. Hmm. That's huge because they wouldn't count the chronically unemployed yeah. or any underemployed people. So, so, yeah, here's another fun connection. <laughs> this post says, strange and somehow predictable. Um, the involvement of Hillary Clinton's brother, Hugh Rodham. Rodham oh, yeah put in an application for $22 million from the Clinton Foundation to build homes on 10,000 acres of land that he said a guy in Haiti had donated to him. <laughs> I deal with the Clinton Foundation, Rodham told the New York Times. I hound my brother-in-law because it's his fund that we're going to get our money from. Rodham said he expected to net a million dollars personally on the deal. Unfortunately, his application didn't go through. It didn't? Well, this says Rodham had better luck, however, on a second Haitian deal. He mysteriously found himself on the advisory board of the U.S. mining company <clears throat> called VCS. There's a lot of gold in Haiti, isn't there? Oh, I don't know. Yeah. This by itself is odd because Rodham's resume lists no mining experience. Rather, he's a former private detective and prison guard. <laughs> what? The mining company, however, seems to have recognized Rodham's value. They brought him on board in October 2013 to help secure a valuable gold mining permit. Oh, Katie, you're right. Rodham was promised a finder's fee <clears throat> if he could land the contract. Sure enough, he did. And for the first time in 50 years, Haiti awarded two new gold mining permits, and one of them went to the company that had hired Hillary's brother. <laughs> Interesting. The Clintons refused oh, to meet with man, the Haitian ridiculous. protesters. Each time the protesters showed up, the Clintons were nowhere to be seen. They have never directly addressed the Haitians' claims. Strangely enough, they've never been required to do so. The progressive media scarcely even covered the Haitian protests. Wow. That's insane. Yeah. Role of Hillary Clinton's brother in Haiti gold mine. Oh, you looked it up? Yeah. Please Crazy. go ahead and read it. That is it for my research on that. Wow. But we it didn't just, talk. We could talk Laura Silsby too. They just, let's face it. That's probably part of it too, because I mean, they were. Who? The Clintons, they were like they were involved in the trafficking and whatnot. Laura Silsby was so Laura Silsby. Oh, she's the Haitian girl. She, no, yeah, she's, not, she's American. She's girl. American. Is she and American? she was arrested for trying to smuggle smuggle out thirty kids into America into the U.S. Yeah. From, Haiti. from Haiti. From Haiti, she then the kids had. She they they said that they were all orphans. They weren't. They Regardless. some of the some of the kids had. Uh, parents in Haiti that were looking for their kids, but they just scooped them up and wow. But Laura Silsby got but caught. But here's though. the best part: so she gets caught, <clears throat> she's in trouble. Um, she then gets pardoned 
by I don't know how she got pardoned by the Clintons. Like by obviously their connection. Bill? No, because he wasn't in power then. By like, Obama? Must have been Probably. Obama's time. Um, and then Laura Silsby changes her name and she gets put on the board of Amber Alert. <laughs> Yeah. What? Do you yeah. not know this story? No, I don't know this at all. Oh, oh yeah. She's on the board of Amber Alert yeah. after she gets after she busted. gets caught doing child trafficking. Oh yeah. It's and then she just changed her name and they did Yeah, just it's like Laura, it. I'll find it. The uh, will be trafficking names. scandal, the media cover up the true origin of Pizzagate. Gaylor. Yeah, Laura Gaylor, name. that's right. So Laura Silsby is a former director of the New Life Children's Refuge. Emails from her organization can be found uh, in WikiLeaks, WikiLeaks Hillary Clinton email archive discussing the NGO uh, before her arrest. Silsby's organization also appears in Clinton's emails soliciting donations for their ministry. The refuge nice. was founded by Silsby and Krista Coulter, both attendees of the Central Valley Baptist Church in Meridian, Ohio. Idaho. Or Idaho, sorry. Silsby was reported to have a history of bad debts and unpaid wages. She claimed she planned to build an orphanage in the Dominican, but a State Department diplomatic cable revealed that authorities in the country said she never submitted an application for this purpose. They instead located uh, or relocated to Haiti. Wow. So in 2010, she was arrested with nine other American nationals attempting to steal 33, the number. Wow. From the country, most of whom were not orphans and had families, according to the reports. CNN reported, you should see my hand. She's not in jail. CNN reported no. on February 9th that this was not the first time that Silsby had attempted to traffic children out of Haiti. Haitian police acting <laughs> on a tip had intercepted Silsby on an earlier separate attempt to remove 40 children out of the country. She turned back to the Haitian border. For a brief period, Haitian authorities were considering adding a new kidnapping charge based on this evidence. Uh, Hill, uh, Hillary and Bill took an extraordinary interest in Sylvie's case from the moment she was arrested, almost immediately stepped in on her behalf. The Harvard Human Rights Journal stated that one of Bill Clinton's first acts as special envoy for the United Nations in Haiti was to put out the fire of a child abduction scandal involving American citizens. On February 7th, 2010, and keep in mind, she was only arrested January 29th. Okay. The Sunday Times reported that Bill Clinton had intervened to strike a deal with the Haitian government, securing the release of all co-conspirators except for Silsby. Prosecutors ultimately sought a six-month sentence in Silsby's case, reducing charges for conspiracy and child abduction to mere arranging irregular travel. A shockingly light penalty given the circumstances of her arrest, which would likely have not been possible but for the intervention of the Clintons. Wow. Uh, on February 9th, Hillary Clinton consulted with counselor Cheryl Mills. And we just talked about Cheryl Mills um, in here, I guess, in that last part. And other attorneys in an email discussing the U.S. government's options regarding the arrested Americans. The heavily redacted memo attached to that email does not reveal what these options consisted of. However, the State Department's American Citizen Services is only authorized to offer lists of local English-speaking attorneys to Americans arrested or detained abroad. To go beyond that authorization is a severe violation of protocol and is illegal. Additional emails reveal that the State Department was concerning 
uh, with making statements on the Silsby scandal and preparing to assist Silsby's co-conspirators with the return of the United States, although this is consistent with the State Department protocol in these situations. So, so, so Bill and Hillary basically pulled some strings and got all these people involved just to get out of jail free card. And right, she, because who do you think they were trafficking them for? And she got her charge reduced to arranging a regular travel. Right. With minors. It gets better, though. Uh, Silsby's lawyer and his wife were both arrested for involvement in human sex trafficking of minors and women. When? So the next day, February 11th. So we're now two weeks out of her arrest. Uh, it's reported that her original lawyer, Jorge Puella, was suspected of leading an international human trafficking ring involving women and minors. According to the Harvard Human Rights Journal, Puella was ultimately arrested in an investigation being led by U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement, so ICE, Homeland Security, in connection with the ring. He wanted, or he was wanted in the U.S., El Salvador, and Costa Rica for his involvement with the network of trafficking Central American nations. Her lawyer? Her lawyer. At the time of his arrest, his wife was already in prison in El Salvador and faced charges of presumed sexual exploitation of minors and women. Polo was ultimately sentenced to three years, come on, in uh, federal prison for alien smuggling. Another surprisingly light sentence, given the original charges he was sought for. It is not known at this time whether or not Laura Silsby was associate, uh, associated with his criminal enterprise. Obviously she was. Yeah, oh yeah. Point what, three. What kind of a coincidence would well, be? Oh, you're into the trafficking too. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> you just, oh, what a it's coincidence. quite a coincidence. Cool. It's not like, oh, you play tennis, I play tennis. Yeah, it's a little different. You're still children, me too. <laughs> yeah, weird. Yeah. Terrible. So, more on this woman. The Daily Beast engaged in an illicit cover-up operation of the above information. The Daily Beast, what's that? Um, on November 3rd, 2016... Uh, it's, the a new, author, it's a hack news organization. Yeah, the author made a post to Reddit containing preliminary research and information on the above story. The post was made to the pro-Trump subreddit. I don't know how to read that. R slash the Donald. Due to the forum's reputation as the only outlet on Reddit where news was not being censored during the U.S. election. Mm. Same day, WikiLeaks tweeted to a link to the Reddit post labeling it as significant if partisan find. So, okay, so, 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 so it, I'll just keep reading. On November 4th, the Daily Beast wrote a non-factual and intentionally misleading article covering the Clinton-Silsby scandal. They accused WikiLeaks of publicizing a Reddit conspiracy theory, which was riddled with incorrect information. The author, Ben Collins, neglected to do research on the totality of the links presented in the post as evidence. Mr. Collins attacked the policies of this Reddit person. Uh, towards freedom of speech and accused the forum of being racist without citing extensive or definitive proof. At no, no of course. point did the Daily Beast provide proof that the allegations were not true, did not disprove any of the evidence, submitted a link to an extensive study of the case by the Harvard Human Rights Journal, which clearly linked Bill Clinton to the scandal, was totally ignored. They similarly failed to acknowledge or address emails published by WikiLeaks between Hillary Clinton and her legal counsel, which may potentially indicate that she violated State Department policy for the treatment of U.S. citizens arrested or detained abroad. Um, since her release from detention in Haiti, Laura Silsby has returned to Idaho. 2015, she married and took the last name Gaylor. Silsby is located or currently employed by software company AlertSense as their vice president of marketing. 
Alert Sense works with the federal government on FEMA's integrated public alert and warning system. One of the IPAWS, the integrated public alert system, their function is to issue Amber Alerts during kidnapping events. Gee, so, why aren't there any Amber Alerts? So Gee, why, it says, why does an individual who's been arrested for child trafficking work for a company that issues Amber Alerts? How would, how, wow, that was an oversight on that hiring group there. Oh, really no, good was, screening there. It wasn't, it wasn't an oversight, it was planned. Very yeah, methodical. Of course, yeah. It was definitely planned. Yeah. So wow. it's an interesting, interesting little chain of events here. So devastating earthquake, lots of lives taken. Clintons jump in and we're going to do the right thing. We're going to make it better. But they just end up stealing all the money, giving, giving it to it all their to buddies the who donate to them, which in turn continues to make them richer. God, you too. <laughs> Jeez. Christ. <laughs> But yeah, it's pretty corrupt. That's why I wanted to do this Clinton and Haiti little mini show. Well, it's that's terrible. Yeah, it is terrible. It's terrible. They just do that. Now their president's assassinated. I mean, this was 10 years ago, but recently their president was assassinated. And uh, yeah, they just take advantage of these little countries and do whatever they want. And it's it's mm -hmm. all about exploitation. Under the guise of humanitarianism. Yes. Yeah. It, it's, it's so completely backwards. Under the guise of humanitarianism, you yeah. exploit a country. Well, and it's you know, <laughs> during their worst, their darkest hour. Well, they're, when, it's when they're the most vulnerable, obviously. Yeah. But like, you know me, like, I think that everything is just a cover up for human trafficking, right? Like <laughs> when they say like, oh, the environment is the biggest issue facing us right now. No, it is not. The environment is not the biggest issue. Human trafficking is by far the biggest issue we're facing. It's a multi-trillion dollar industry. Bigger than anything. guns and drugs. It's bigger than anything. Because it brings all that stuff with it. Because the thing is, like the thing I've heard about human trafficking is that you can continue to sell the same mm -hmm. product over and over and over again yeah. drugs you sell it once and it's done right yeah. yeah humans you can continue to use and abuse so it's a huge industry yeah so the clintons are right there a part of it i believe that a million percent wow mm -hmm. well well that, that's a tough world out there yeah it is well that's it that's our last show of the season and uh, yeah, we're gonna be back soon. We're gonna pre-record a bunch of episodes. I, I heard that they, uh, I heard that they, they're coming up with a new vaccine. It's supposed to be able to convert lesbians into straight people. I'm not even kidding. You know what it's called? Oh it's called trichoxigan. <laughs> oh my god! And on that note, that's gonna get edited. Good night. Good night. Good night.